you consider yourself normal, then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals Show. You're listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. We should just start recording this. Yes, let's do that. Yes. And then as soon as I pushed the got it on the Zoom recording, I thought, oh, God, I'm supposed to do something. So <laughs> that's what you got. <laughs> Not dingling. That's all right. It worked out. It seemed somehow appropriate for this show. <laughs> <laughs> so I know how you've been because I just found out. Let me ask you, since we're talking about your upcoming trip. Do you have a favorite Scottish food? I mean, is there a, a restaurant or somewhere over there that you're just, you can't wait to get there? No, no, not really. I mean, I have, I mean, face it, a lot of Scottish food is like Appalachian food. It's soft and mushy and got a lot of salt and fat and, you know, it's all good. It's all good yeah. food. And I'm sure there are wonderful, I know there are wonderful gourmet restaurants in Edinburgh, which is the capital. But I don't ever, you know, if I had to spend $50 on a plate of food, it just hurt me. Yeah. So I will eat uh, food in pubs. I'll eat a lot of fish and chips and haggis and neeps and tatties and and uh, have a big old full, full uh, Scottish breakfast, I hope, most mornings, which will be a lot of bacon and eggs and black pudding and haggis and, you know, whatever they're going to give me. So we'll see. For some reason, I thought haggis was Irish food. No, Scottish. You know, uh, somebody brought this up to me the other day. When I was telling them that you were going to go to uh, Scotland for a while. They said, Why? Do you never hear of, of restaurants in the U.S. that feature Scottish food? Well, that's a good question. I don't know that yeah. I've ever heard It is a good question. Um, I know in New York, I've eaten at a couple of Irish restaurants. Yeah, uh, there's there. restaurant in Hendersonville. Yeah, but, surely there are Scottish restaurants, too. I just, I just don't know of any. Well, I don't either. Unless maybe people in the U.S. consider Scottish and Irish food the same? Well, people in the U.S. often can can uh, conflate those two cultures, for sure. That is for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a, a family tartan? I do. And um, <laughs> my, I, my family, my, my Scottish family, uh, are Boyd's. And the Boyds are a sept of the Stewart clan. So the Stewart, you know, everybody knows the Stewart tartan. It's really beautiful and bright and gorgeous. And and the but the Boyd tartan is um 
it's not very attractive. It's a uh, kind of pea green and kind of baby pea, baby poop yellow, a little <laughs> tiny skinny stripe or something like beet red. I mean, it's just it's not a, a very pretty tartan. So there is a shop in the in the the Royal Mile in Edinburgh mm-hmm. called the Tartan Shop. So I went in there. I don't know. One of the times I was there, I went in the tartan shop and they greet you, you know, and they, are you looking for anything particular? And, and she said to me, so what, what is your family? And I said, I ducked my head down. I said, it's, it's the Boyds. And she went, Oh, why, why do you look so sad? And I said, well, I mean, it's not a, not a very attractive tartan. And she said, oh, you're talking about the ancient Boyd. Yes, that is not a very attractive tartan. But, they, but they, have, they have a more modern version that is where all the colors are kind of brightened up a little bit. If you've ever seen me wear my black raincoat, mm-hmm. on the lapel is a little pin that has the Boyd tartan on it. And it's, it's pretty enough. Yeah. It's not the loud McLeod or anything like that. Do you have a clan, um, you know, a clan, excuse me, a, um, a clan crest, I guess is what I'm um, well, i got a family crest that's on my refrigerator on a magnet, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I got all that stuff. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it says, Boyd is an ancient Scottish surname. The name is attached to Simon, one of several brothers and children of Alan, son of Flathead. <laughs> yeah, Flathead. not attractive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it goes on from there. You can. Uh, yeah, so it's a, it's an old Scottish family, and of course, it's not ever just one family. That was my uh, maternal grandfather's family, but you know, once you get over there and people intermarry and whatever, it's lots of different other families. Mm-hmm. So one of my. Uh, I think direct ancestors was the Laird of someplace. And I, I should look that up before I leave, huh? Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Really cool. yeah. But, you know, it, it feels good. It feels good to be there. I love the Highlands, and I've been there a couple times, and I love the islands. I've never been up to Scarabray, which is on the very northern end of Scotland. Yeah. And it's an ancient, uh, it's an archaeological site. And I'd love to see that, but not in March. The weather's going to yeah. be terrible for that. I and guess. I've also wanted to go, yeah, I'd like to go up to Shetland, see all those islands up there. But again, that's something you want to do in August. That's not something you want to do in March. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, but, I I, but I, I my people, as far as I can tell, my people are from. Uh, the southern part of Scotland and from the borders. You think you'll be yep. picking Where up their accent by the time by the no, time God you come no. back? No, no. Every, every time I go there, my southern accent can just get stronger and stronger. <laughs> and I was in a, there's there's a sweet little town called uh, Carlisle, and I've been there a couple of times doing uh, research on the border reavers, and. Uh, and because my accent just gets flatter and flatter and more and more Appalachian, uh, I, there was a shop I went into to get food, and I'd go there, you know, about once a day and get some apples and grapes and whatever, yeah. and would chat because you know how I am. I can't stop talking. And the woman finally said, 
Now, where are you from exactly? Because your your accent sounds like, well, it sounds like Northern Ireland. And I said, well, my people were in Northern Ireland, but it was about 350 years ago. So, no, I'm from North Carolina, up in the mountains. He said, well, I just want you to come in here every day and just talk to me so I can hear your accent. (laughs) Well, you know, we had some listeners back in the day, and I don't know if they're still listening or not. I don't really know how to check on them. But they were from either Ireland or Scotland and specifically mentioned that they wanted they liked a podcast because they like to hear our voices and they would <laughs> like to go to sleep too. Oh, <laughs> okay. Hey, whatever does it for you. Because we're so boring. It's just easy to fall asleep. Good night. I guess, I guess. they say they say we have sing song voices. Like, yeah, well, I've heard that about, um, well, certainly about a mountain accent. I, you know, I don't think that either one of, of us really have southern accents. Um, our ma- our accents are more mount- mountainous. Yeah, I hear people who are from, uh, you know, Georgia and um, down the flatlands of South Carolina, down on the coast, and it's a different kind of accent. Even Virginia is a very different accent. Most definitely, uh, than um, than it is here. But most eh, most people don't know. Most people don't know about the accent, and they don't care. It's like you don't sound like you're from up north, so I guess you must be a southerner. Well, I mean, we are. That's we right. We live in North you're. Carolina. We're southerners. We're we're mountaineers, though. Mountaineers. Yeah, yeah. That's what we are, and that's all right. I'm good with it. <laughs> they can say they can say we have a sing-song voice or whatever. I've finally learned to to quit worrying about my accent around people because I'm not going to be able to hide it anyway. Uh, I, I do notice that I pick up other accents the longer I'm talking to them. The more I talk yeah, to them. yeah, I do too. I do that too. Yeah, I think I don't know. I, I'm not really sure why that is for me, but. I, I have started noticing it. Yeah. Well, it's I, funny because I, I spent years getting rid of my accent so I could code switch, you know? Mm-hmm. So I could go to college and graduate school. And then I started trying to recapture that accent in a way that felt natural and not not like I was making it up as I go along. Yeah. Yeah. But, isn't it? but I but I find sometimes if I'm teaching someplace like I don't know, Ohio or Illinois or someplace like that, that if I go full on Appalachian, they don't understand half of what I say. So I have to spend part of my class time with them saying, Well what was that? And then I would have to say it again with a with a flat, unaccented voice. So they would get it. Or the one that bothers me the most is they just think you're done. Well, I mean, that's the reason That's the reason I got rid of my accent to begin with. Yeah. Because the culture judges you if you have, especially a mountain accent. Mm-hmm. If you've got a southern accent, they ex- they assume you are a racist and possibly well, a homophobe. Well, but well, if you've got a mountain accent, the assumption is that you ain't but so bright. True. I mean, it is. And we ain't, we ain't no dumber than anybody else on the, in the country, on the planet. 
No, we have common sense, and at least at least we got we've gotten by this far. So yay for us. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. So, well, um, I was trying to think if I had any Dolly news for you. I was talking to my little nephew last night because we're going to go up and see his house and everything. Oh, how nice! Yeah, and I was asking him about Dolly, and he said he he claims that he doesn't really know much about her. That uh, she doesn't really get in the park very often. And uh, I said, well, I did see a picture where y'all were all together. And she said, yeah. Or he said, yeah, she didn't stick around long. But she was, you know, nice. And she waved and said hello to a few people. And I said, well, did you say hello to her? And he said, no, nah, there was people around. And I just didn't want to. And I said, okay, I get that. So uh, it hasn't stopped me from from plotting and planning and hoping so, <laughs> well, her sister Stella is in trouble on social media. That's right. Well, she said something that sounded racist or something, and you know nobody's forgiving. They can't just go. Well, maybe she spoke. You know, spoke off the cuff. Whatever. Well, yeah, she was trend trending on Twitter the other day. Yo, Harden was trending on Twitter. Mm, Stella. Stella. Her sister Stella. Okay. All right. I'm going to see what I can find here. Yeah, that'll be an interesting link to read and to get. <laughs> I love the whole links thing. I don't know if anybody even re reads those links or not, but I have a blast going to them. <laughs> Finding the links. Yep. Yep. I open them up and just read all about it. Well, you're in Scotland. Everything is going to take off blooming, I guess. Uh, yeah, probably. If we get a little rain after this cold, it'll be crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I am planning to stop by and just check on your on your place at least twice while you're please, please do. Just water the plants. I've, I've not been down there since uh, before my birthday, so I've not been down there in a, 10 days mm -hmm. more. Well, I'll just make sure, you know, I'll just check on it, make sure everything's good and say hello yeah. to it. And hopefully the weather is going to be nice and I'll go sit on it at some point. Just sit on oh. the cottage, but the porch. Wouldn't that be fun? It would be. You know, did I, I don't think I told you, Selby found two morels and that's been, then it got cold. Uh-huh. So it's like, please give us all a break with this. Man, I'm glad we're not going to have mosquitoes as badly as we would have before this deep cold snap that we're having right now. Yeah. Really sorry that the time it got cold was right when the morels were flushing. Yeah. But, you know, every year we have a cold snap when those nasty old Bradford pears bloom. We have another one when the dogwoods bloom, and then we have another one when the blackberries bloom. Mm -hmm. We just do. We do. Every yeah. year. We should just go ahead and expect it because it's going to happen. Uh -huh. Yep. And sometimes it's worse than others, and, you yeah. know, and then the apple farmers are worried. And Well, that's, you know. that's evidently that's big business for the news because they uh -huh. always have – 
an interview with one of the Henderson County apple farmers going, well, you know, this could be this or this could be that. And this is what happens. And it's like every single year they just they just hammer that because it's true. I'm sure that we need to be worried about it. But they they do find ways. You know, they'll, they if, do. I mean, they bring out those old fashioned smudge pots. Remember when we were kids, you'd see those on the road sometime. It looks like a bowling ball that's full of gas and they set it on fire on the top. And it heats, it heats the place up. But yeah. you know what they do lately is, and this is interesting to me, is they'll take water and they'll coat the trees with water and it'll get a thick coat of ice all over it. And then let it freeze. It won't kill the buds somehow. It protects them. Isn't that odd? It does seem odd, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But I guess it really works. I was going to talk to you about Canton. Oh, yeah? You got news? Well, no, I don't have news. I just have been observing and I'm slightly depressed about it. And every time I talk about it, I think about Kevin Kenny from Driving and Crying, who I talk mm-hmm. about all the time to you. You'd think I just loved him more than anything, which I maybe I do. <laughs> but, um, he wrote a song called This Train Don't Stop at the Millworks Anymore. And it's it could be talking about that situation specifically. And made me start thinking about things and then I read a couple of articles and you know the railroad which is Norfolk Southern I guess here too 80% of their business it, they said is that mill and so yeah. it may put that line of the train completely out of business in this area and that'll be weird very weird well because the other big thing they were doing was delivering coal to the coal-fired plant at the airport. Right. The coal and that's not coal, and it's not coal-fired anymore. Yeah, the, the power plant over by the lake there, Lake Julian. Right. <clears throat> You're right. So that took away quite a bit of their uh, business and reason for being around here. And now it's possible that they just won't be around here anymore. And that'll be well, the then- that would be hurtful and bad, but then maybe we could get off our lazy masses, crow, 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 and we could get some human transportation on the tracks. Because my life would be immeasurably better if I could get on a train in Asheville and go to Greensboro or Raleigh or any other Charlotte, any other large metropolitan city in this in this state. But I can't. That would be cool. When I go and visit my brother up north, I always hop a train somewhere. I'll go to Philadelphia or New York City or something like that, and it's really convenient. Because I don't like conven- it. It is. Um, I've been down towards New Orleans a couple of times and taken the train that way, and it's just, it is easy, and it's it's affordable. It's not like flying. That's a southern and it's not- that's what that one is. Yeah, and it's not a trauma like like flying. Flying has just become a damn trauma.
know, the train is one of those just iconic American things. And I can't really imagine life with no train in the area. All my life, I've heard train whistles and we don't think about it much around here, but it, it really is a ubiquitous kind of sound. And, and I would I remember that. I remember even the train in Robbinsville. I could uh, hear the train in Robbinsville. And what a what a sound. And it'll be a shame if they all go away. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, it doesn't make what happened in Ohio or any of those things right or okay but it'll be weird it'll be weird what do you have a do you have you ever ridden a bus anywhere Uh uh-huh would you rather ride a bus or a train no i'd rather i'd rather ride a train it's more comfortable is it um yeah i think it is uh but a bus is okay yeah i don't I don't mind that, but now it's gotten almost as expensive to take the bus as it is to fly. I guess it's been a long time since I've checked, but uh, I know, you know, it's 45 minutes for me to get to Asheville or 45 minutes for me to get to Greenville. And there is a... a, Wow. Yeah. So I can get a train. I can get an Amtrak in Greenville. Right. Right. And I've I've looked at some of those prices and the time it takes to get from here to there, <clears throat> and uh, and sometimes it seems like it might be worth it. I know my my brother and his wife took one of those tours where you kind of go. I want to say maybe they went up to Alaska on a train. Oh my goodness! So it's some sort of a luxury train trip, or it might have been they went across the country or something, but. The riding on the train was supposed to be a a luxurious part of it, and they were pretty well not comfortable at all. (laughs) It was not so luxurious. No, well, it just it was so small, and they said that the bed was. They said that when you, they had some sort of majestic cruise kind of. uh, What do they call the? Place where you sleep, cabins. The cabins. Oh, uh-huh. They had the nicest one that you could get, and Craig said you still would hit your knees on the bed if you sat down on the toilet. Oh no! And so, for even if you're a married couple who've been together forever, nobody really wants to go to the bathroom that way with in the same room with somebody else with no door closed. No, correct. And I imagine they probably spent a pretty penny on it. Mm-hmm. On this, so I, I guess that's why they weren't so pleased because they have taken luxury cruises before and really liked them, but this was a, a train trip. So I, I never, I never expected a train to be luxurious for me. The few times that I ride them, it's just get me somewhere. <laughs> right, right. Take me someplace I don't want to drive. Mm-hmm. I talked to, speaking of trains, I talked to my little nephew last night. Yes, he, how's uh, he doing? You know, he sounds like a grown-up. It's freaking me out. <laughs> I called him, uh, I don't know, it was 7, 8 o'clock. I said, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm just having a little late supper. I'm going to cook myself a steak here. And I said, oh, okay. Oh, said, my goodness. And, and 
Uh, so I said, well, do you want me to get off the phone? No. He says, I've got you on the speaker. I'll just keep you with me while I'm in here. And I could hear him in his kitchen. And I said, well, how do you cook your steak? And he says, well, if I'm making a ribeye, I'll do it this way. And if I'm making New York syrup, yeah, I'll do it this no. way. Tonight <laughs> I've got, I think he called it some sort of a lodge steak or flat iron steak or something. Oh, uh-huh. And uh, he said, I'm just going to put that in the in the uh, cast iron frying pan. And he said, mm-hmm. a little pepper, a little pepper. And I said, well, okay. And he, he just sounded so, he just sounded so independent and grown up. And it was the weirdest, coolest, strangest thing ever. He right. sounds happy, too. Oh, yes. He sounds so happy. Uh, he's looking for a lawnmower because it's time, you know, he doesn't have much of a yard, but I, he wants to keep it nice, I'm sure. And so he's looking for a push mower. And he said, he was telling me, he said, well, they had an auction of some things over at Dollywood at the park. Uh, and he said, I wanted to go, but I ended up having to work. So I missed that. And he said he had been planning on bidding on a lawnmower there. Uh-huh. He told me, and he kind of gave me a little information about his routine. And he gave me some driving advice for when I take mom in a little, in a while. I may take mom, like, in the next couple of weeks out there and just let her be around the place and i asked him if he needed anything and he said no not that i can think of but thank you so much i thought oh my god he's grown and he's polite it's so beautiful (laughs) yeah he really he really is a is a good kid he really is, and he did sound so incredibly happy. And you know, he's making a car payment, and he's almost through paying his car off, and all of that. And I said, "Well, do you miss working at Arvin Meritor?" And he said, "No, no, I really don't." I said, "Do you ever even think about that place?" And he said, "Not really." <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, "Well, of course not. He's working at the the job of his dreams." And he's how old now? He's 24. Or, yeah. 24. Oh, golly. Yeah, and he's going on. This is his third season at Dollywood. Boy, so that's hard to believe. It is. So he's um, he's not quite at two years yet. But I think he said he would be in August. And that's just, I'm just so proud of him. I mean, I'm just so, because he's not wealthy, but he's happy. And how rare is that? And that's so much more important than wealthy. Oh, yeah. It's so I mean, important. Yes. As long as he's not having to stress out because he can't pay his rent and his car payment and whatever. He seems to have it under control. He's not living a, a wild life, I'm happy to say, that, uh, that I know of. You know, he seems to kind of, he works and he comes home and he's got, he's um he's got one of these servers, he and my other brother, where they, they kind of host a, a gaming platform for people around the world. Uh-huh. So they've been doing that for years now. And um, I imagine he comes home and he plays some some games on his server. Um, yeah. And I haven't really heard him talk much about TV. I don't know that we're big TV people in the family, although I'm getting more so. 
I've, I found another show to watch. Oh, what are you watching? Disjointed with Kathy Bates. Oh, is it good? It is hilarious. But just like oh. all the shows that I really like, it only made it two seasons. <laughs> so, but it's it's hilarious. Kathy Bates is the owner of a dispensary, and she is an activist. And she's an activist from the 60s and 70s, I guess. Uh, so one of the hippies, which they're getting to be fewer and fewer hippies out there. Uh, and it's just about her kind of kooky staff and all of that. And, and so it, it had 20 episodes, and I ended up binging those 20 episodes one night when I had insomnia I probably watched five of them in a row no joke huh. yeah and then right when it started getting really really good boom that's the end of it <laughs> oh yeah that's all right there are worse things in the world for sure I, I then started watching a documentary on uh the origin of swear words oh is- I've seen that it is really good yeah, it's been really good. Nicholas Cage hosts it. Yeah. And there's another one that I've got my eye on called History 101. And I I believe that that'll be a good one. But I refuse. I will not watch multiple shows. I'm not going to do that. No. <laughs> what do you mean multiple shows? Well, I don't want to be that person who spends all their time on watching TV. Oh, and I just don't. And so I think watching one show at a time, and I take on the news sometimes on TV. So I think watching one show at a time is is about what I should should tolerate for me. Yeah, that really makes sense. It's nobody at my age who's going to tell you not to. So that's right. Ain't nobody your boss. That's it. You. I've I've been making that point for many years to people that they're not my boss and I'm my own boss, so I've got to kind of watch myself on TV. Uh-huh. Yeah. I didn't realize it was so much so fascinating nowadays. Yeah, and so so many choices. It's yeah. funny because you are reminding me that uh, y'all listening. It is we're recording this on the Ides of March. Oh, and my- it is. Yes, we are. And my daddy died on the Ides of March. Oh, my goodness. And, and I often will say to people when they're trying to boss me, I'll go, huh, I don't believe you're my daddy. I'm pretty <laughs> sure you're not my damn daddy. <laughs> he was the only one who, who could boss me around, and he rarely ever did. Yeah. I, uh, I've got a recording of you saying that. You were so emphatic about it. It was funny. It, it really it, was. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I didn't know that you were my daddy. <laughs> yeah, you're the only one. People try to boss me now, and I'm just like, mm, it's all right. I don't know what you expect me to do, but it's going to be nothing. <laughs> I cannot imagine what I, I just, I almost would like to see somebody try and boss you around because I just think that would be hilarious. So. I'm just trying to remember the last time somebody even tried that on me. It's been a while. <laughs> well, yeah. I, and I wonder, well, no, I'm not going to say it because that would sound really shitty. Well, I, I have to share something funny with you. I was, um, you know, I had that medical procedure a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. a week and a half ago, I guess. And um, I was reading the doctor's notes about the initial visit. Okay. 
And he described me as a very pleasant woman. Well, you are. She's a very pleasant woman. I go, oh, pleasant. I like that. Pleasant. Pleasant feels non-threatening. Feels yeah. like I have good manners. Mm-hmm. I like it. Pleasant. She was pleasant. <laughs> and you probably were pleasant. I was probably terrified, and that came across as pleasant. <laughs> Oops, sorry for the noise there. What was it? Was it cat dog? No. No. Boy, uh, cat dog. Oh, what's going on with cat dog? He, you know, we had this warm spell for the last few weeks, and I've been letting him out on the porch the side porch to hang out and whatever and he's decided he wants to be there all the time when he, <laughs> when he can he watches kitty cat tv mm-hmm. well there's two doors there's a screen door and another door that has to be uh opened up before he can get out there well i'm not going to leave those doors open so that he can come back and forth and back and forth and back and forth well why not well when it's You're so mean well, when it's 40 degrees outside, that's kind of, you know, You're just a little wasteful on the, on the heat. And he thinks I'm being cruel to him unnecessarily because he's got fur, as you know, and he doesn't think that that's too cold to be out on the porch, which it's not. <laughs> too cold for me to have it op- the door open. And he is just really, really headstrong about it. So he'll start in with the meow, 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 and I'll talk to him, and I'll try and distract him, and I'll try and feed him. And honestly, at some point, he'll he'll quit for a minute or two, and I'll go and try and do something in the kitchen or something. And the next thing I hear is going to be crash, where he's gotten up on something and pushed it over the edge and made it fall to the floor to get my attention. No. Yeah. And I'll, I'll go in there. Just yes, so he mean. would. Oh, yes, he would. And he'll be looking at me like, hey, what you going to do about it? <laughs> you going to let me out now or what? And Have you seen those videos with the cats knocking stuff off the counters? It's hilarious. That's what he does. Yeah, it's what the cats do. Yeah. <laughs> I had a birthday uh, a few years back and was celebrating over at Katrina's my friends and she has a very beautiful downstairs as you know so it's it's good for parties mm-hmm. we had had some musicians there and we are all you know getting ready to play music for the night and stuff and they somebody had given me a glass device for my birthday and i put it up there on the bar and i was getting ready to join the band and we see this the cat just jumped up on the bar and he looks at me he looked at me, and there was a room full of people. He looked at me, the person who put it up there, and it was kind of a defiant look. And then you could see he just sized it up and went whack like it was a golf ball. Oh, and my it God. It goes flying and shatters everywhere. <laughs> or, and the fellow who had given it to me for my birthday, I look at him, and he looked at me, and his jaw fell open. He was just shocked. We were all shocked. And I told him, I said, don't worry, I've got a great story to tell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that cat was just like, yeah, get out of my basement. Get out of here, y'all. You don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) So we're talking about getting cat dog a pet. 
to see if that helps him. I don't uh, know. That's a good know. idea to get cat dog companion. Yeah. I, I'm not swearing that we will. We're thinking it over right now. We want him to be happy and not bored. That's when they get yeah. in. But I'm I'm not going to drug him all the way through his life. If I were no. to get that CBD stuff or whatever they were talking about, that's just drugging him through life. He's he's a normal active cat. He is. Know? He's just a little rambunctious. Yeah, I I can't really get mad at him for following his own nature. Yeah, but he's a mess. Wonder if he'd be better with a young cat or an old cat that would kind of calm him down. I really don't know because he's like a an, huge cat. Like a like an old mama cat. He'd just be like, "What'd you say to me, son? Do <laughs> that again." I can wash it out with soap, you know. I'll be happy to do that. <laughs> I'd like to see that. He's so, I don't know, he's just so rambunctious, and, and that's your word, but he's hes strong, and he's big, and he's two years old, so he's right in the peak of his energy and stuff, and I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know what kind of insane animal we would need to put with him. Well, you would, you'd have to bring him to wherever you were looking at animals, if you went to like Sarge's or wherever you would go, you'd have to bring him along. So he'd be like, mm, no, not that one. Mm, <laughs> maybe this one. This one might be good. I saw uh, a product and I looked at the video of the product and it is a backpack and it's clear and it has little holes for air. And it's a place for you to put your cat and walk around outside with your cat. And then the cat rides on your back and gets to be outside. And I thought, well, this is what we've done to animals. <laughs> but well, it always looked fun. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, my little, the last cat I had, whose name was Puka, he loved me. And I would carry him around in those cloth baby slings, like you oh. put a baby in front of you. Mm -hmm. I could take a big piece of cloth, like a big shawl, and knot it at my shoulder and put him in it. And he was just, he would just lay there and purr and drool. Mm -hmm. He was so happy. <laughs> he would love to have been just carried around all the time. I'm sure. Isn't, isn't that what they say about children, though, that if you indulge them and you carry them around all the time when they cry, they start, they know that, and they cry all the time because they want to be carried all the time? Well, you know, people say that, but I don't think that's true. I mean, it's never been true as young as I knew. If they felt like they could, they were going to get carried, mm -hmm. and they, they might cry a little bit, but then if you said to them, well, well I ain't going to carry you right now, but I'll carry you later, then it's like, oh, all right, later, later, Gator. <laughs> you must have known. I don't, I don't think, I really don't think you can spoil little babies. Now, you can spoil youngins, but you can't spoil babies. They just want to be, they want to be warm and fed and clean. That's all they want. Hmm. And entertained. Yeah, sometimes you don't you, you don't think that they get you know colicky or bored. Well, I mean colicky is sick. Is getting sick. Yeah, that's different. But I I'm, I don't know. I I've seen lots of little babies entertain themselves with their fingers and their toes and the shadows on the wall and the cat mm -hmm. and the dog and <laughs> I don't know that they get bored. Have you ever met one of those parents that? is super, super uh, competitive with their child. And they start, and, you know, while the child is still in the womb, they start playing certain kind of music to it. And 
all of that. And by the time the child is born, they're trying to teach it another language and play in classical music and all of that. Have you ever met a parent like that? Far too many. Oh. Yep. No, it was kind of a thing saying. when my daughter was coming up that you had to, you know, get them enrolled in the best school by the time they were hmm. weaned. And I don't know. I just think a lot of times kids need they need to know that they're loved and that there's a warm place for them to live and they're going to have a full belly. Yeah. And then they need to just be able to be kids. Yeah. They and run around and throw rocks and all that stuff kids do. <laughs> and throw. I did some rock throwing. You did too, didn't you? I really did some rock throwing in my day. There was that one time a few years back when I got really mad at somebody and I wanted to go all earnest tea on that person and go throw rocks through their window. I didn't. I didn't. We have to say I took the high road and did not do it. But honestly, that's what I thought about doing. And you were right there. You were my friend. I, I recall that quite well. I do, too. Made an impression on me. You were my friend. You were like, well, get in the car. <laughs> Let's we'll go. go. We'll stop and get some fairly heavy ones though on the way because you don't want to lob some little old rocks at somebody's wind and have it just go ping 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 <laughs> if you want to take the wind out you need a sizable rock or a brick or something <laughs> i know it's funny though because that was my first reaction it wasn't oh i want to go smack this person or oh this person has you know nothing like that it was i'm gonna go throw a rock through that window i'm just gonna throw a rock <laughs> and it's because it's because you ain't nothing but a damn redneck. That's why. That's it. I went all Ernest T. Bass on you, you went full, full metal redneck. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And I watched it. I watched it happen. What? Well, well I, I was bad. That's all I can say. I hope I, well, no, I don't know. I don't know what I was like. I don't know what I get like when I actually get mad. I just know that I'm mad at that point. Well, I'm I'm talking to a friend right now whose um, domestic partner, let me put it like that, because mm -hmm. the domestic partner just keeps pissing this person off. But this person will not speak to their domestic partner about it. But they will complain to me, well, you're not going to believe what they done, or well, you're not going to believe what they said. And I said, but you didn't say nothing to them, did you? Well, no. How long have they been with them? Oh, a long time. Way too long to just be silent about it. Mm. And I just said, well, look, if you're not willing to say, hey, this is how this is. And if you don't like that, here's my big Appalachian behind that you can kiss. Uh, you're a, a person who has managed to. Uh, I don't I don't really know how I say it. But you're a very strong person, and when it comes to emotions, you're really strong, too, about that. Because I've seen you in some situations of where you just, you know, there are certain things you allow and certain things you do not allow. And I admire the shit out of you for, for the way that you handle your interpersonal communications and relationships. When somebody is has been married to somebody who has done crappy shitty abusive things to them for a long time they get to the point where they just would rather shut up because they, ne they just can't 
stand the thought of having to hear another whatever it is lecture yeah. or another fight and, or another and i know exactly who you're talking about and i know you know exactly who i'm talking about yeah yeah and it is it's exactly the same it's the same situation is that you would just rather nod your head and go uh-huh uh-huh mm-hmm. then have to deal with another argument or another fight or another cold shoulder or another bunch of whining or whatever they're going to do yeah, it's it's a, an exhaustion thing. At some, it is, it is an exhaustion thing, and it may not be physically exhausted, but emotionally or mentally, they're done. Well, and I'm always the one who who will say, "You want me to come over and kick that person's ass?" Because I well, do it. You're, you're I do. Kidding. I'm gonna get the car right now, and I'm on my way. So just make sure the front door is unlocked because I'm coming through. <laughs> and inevitably, whoever that is goes, "No, no, you." And I go, no, seriously, you want me to come over and talk to him? I'll just talk to him. I mean, I don't have to come over with a baseball bat. I just come over. No, no. You just get things stirred up. I tell you. And I do. I I stir things up. It's not good. But you're a true blue friend. You're a true blue friend. I try to be. Yeah, no, you are. You showed me that that day specifically. I, I figured out who my good friends were. And and the weeks that followed, I kept I figured that out too. And you have always just been a true blue friend to people, and you're not fake either. You don't act like you like them, and if you don't, you just stay away from them. <laughs> That's true. I did a, a card reading for a woman yesterday, and she said, "Now, are you one of those people that's just going to sugarcoat everything?" And I said, "Oh no, <laughs> I'm not. I'm gonna, I'm going to tell you the truth, and if I feel like you can't handle it." If I tell it to you strong and straight, I'm going to find a different way to say, now there are some things coming up for you that are going to be pretty challenging and you're going to feel pretty vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, but I'm never going to tell you everything is sunshine and roses when uh, when you're about to step into a, a bear trap. Do you ever find out what happened to people after you've given them a really important reading? You know, occasionally, and not real often, but occasionally somebody will they'll either contact me or they come by the store or something and they'll go, you probably don't remember me. You did a reading for me a couple of months ago and you said, and I usually remember their face, but I never remember what the reading is. That all, that goes right out of my head. And you said, blah, 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 blah. And then I wait for the other shoe to fall. Is it going to be, and you said, blah, 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 but the exact opposite happened. But that, I guess they never come and tell you when you really screwed up. But they'll come and say, I, you know, I didn't believe you at the time, but that's exactly what happened to me. So that's always good to, to know. Or if it was a, a, you know, an awful situation, it's good to, to hear that they got out of it. I, I got. And that's always good. I got reminded today of just how, just how, how how a lot of the divination process is is the human that's trying to do it but then a lot of it comes from somewhere else and this is just my opinion but uh, I was reminded because something happened and I did some divinating for somebody it's been a number of years ago actually it was pre-COVID and what came to me I could not have possibly known mm-hmm. and it made an impression on them and I didn't know why at the time and when this person contacted me they they told me what the deal was and I just heard from them the other day after not hearing from them for a number of years and and it was like wow that really that stuff really does happen 
it really does happen even to me. I wish that I could just, I wish I could read the cards like you. You're in commands, you know. Whenever you throw them out on the table, you know you're going to have something that's going to come to you. And I, well, I not, really no, not always. There, not there have been times that, that I lay out the cards and then I look at the person and I try to kind of discern what's going on and, and there's just nothing there. And if that happens, and it doesn't happen often. I mean, I've been reading cards for 50 plus years. Yeah. I've been reading a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And if it if it if nothing's coming through at all, I will just say, I, I'm not the one to read for you today. And I'm sorry. I don't know why that is, but... But I could I make something up, but you it's not worth your time for me to make something up. Yeah. If I'm not getting anything. Sometimes you just don't get anything. I, I cannot make it happen, but when it does happen, it's a it's it's just kind of it's just there. It doesn't feel strange and it doesn't feel scary. It's just knowledge. And it's it feels not right. Yeah. It's and, but it's not until afterwards that I start going, Well, where did I get this? How did I move it? You know, <laughs> what that from? That's exactly what it feels like. Well, I had another one of those uh yesterday with a woman that came in and she was saying, I don't know, I think I may be crazy. I've got all this weird stuff going on and I did the same thing I'd done I did with that woman, God, those years ago and I said, Where are your people from? She said, well, we live in Florida now, but before that, and I said, no, no, before you were in this country, where are your people from? She said, you know, England, Scotland, Ireland. And I said, are you, do you, is your family, do they say they're Scots-Irish? And she said, oh, yeah, God, yeah. I said, then you're not crazy, Mm -hmm. but you're going to need to spend some time and learn how to use those skills or they will make you crazy. Am am I, am I just imagining this or have I heard have you heard that the people in Ireland and Scotland are often proficient in dreaming? Oh, no question. Okay. I, I thought that's kind of has been my impression of it. And speaking of Ireland and Scotland, do you think you're ever going to go there and and meet an ancestor in a real strong way? Oh, I, I have done that in both of those places. Oh, wow. How did it feel? Uh, profound. That's awesome in the real meaning of that word. It felt awesome. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you, yeah. you'll, you'll have to ask Selby next time you see him about his adventure. I can't remember if it was Ireland or Scotland. And I can't remember the whole story. That's why I want you to ask him um, about his adventure in a graveyard out there okay i will mm-hmm. and, I will. and uh, are the graveyards really super interesting out there or well they're they're old i mean the ones that i go into are old there's some really beautiful old ones in edinburgh mm. and it, you know they're interesting to walk through there's a there's a museum called the mcmanus in dundee which is just north of edinburgh up on the east coast and it has a it has a graveyard that it's not really attached to it, but it's really near it called uh, the house. And hmm. boy, when you see pictures of graves on my Facebook page, they almost always have come from there. Spell spell that for me. H O W T H. Thank you. Because I, I don't often get 
the, that spelling right from that area. Okay, and I may be I may be pronouncing it wrong. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say it. Yeah, but I've been there a couple times. Same, same, same. So, I guess that most of my questions that you've answered i've been thinking about your trip so much i can't can't believe how excited i am for somebody else to go somewhere (laughs) yeah well i've had and you know everybody's they're so excited and am i am i excited and i've had so much on my plate for the past two and a half months Mm -hmm. that i told my friend mary joe moore the other day she she's a a psychic and a medium mm-hmm. and she was giving me some advice about some stuff and and she said i think scotland is going to be it's going to be incredible for you and i said i gotta tell you after 2023 so far i am dragging mm-hmm. my scarred wounded toothless ass home <laughs> That's why I'm going to Scotland. I'm going home to get some healing. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. And that'll be... The last time I was there, I had just turned 60 because, you know, we've had COVID in between with no traveling. Yep. I had just turned 60 and it was a profound, profound trip. Really mm-hmm. it changed me. It really did. Yep. And I'm... I'm hoping and expecting this one to do the same, but I'm just, I'm weary. I'm weary and wore out. Yeah. The world and has the, been tough lately. Yeah. And the, I got to be honest, the thought of getting on a plane and mm. having to deal with an airline that may or may not get me where I want to go. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, even, I'm not even checking my luggage because I'm afraid it won't show up. Oh, well. So I'm going to have to haul my damn little 20-pound suitcase to everywhere I go. But that's what I'm doing, so I'm going to have my stuff with me. So I'm trying to be as careful as I can be, but... We're all going to be thinking about you. I know the weirdlings are going to be thinking about you, and and all the people who know you on social media are going to be thinking about you. So you're going to be traveling with everybody's good wishes. Yeah, they're all going to be in my suitcase, aren't they? They'll be good. Yeah, every one of them. You can just unzip your suitcase a little bit and holler into it every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good yeah, way to put it. <laughs> and then watch the other people in the, in the cabin with you who kind of look at you like, whoa, <laughs> be careful of that woman. <laughs> yes, I, I don't want to do anything that's going to have people saying you be careful of that woman. I don't want to. I want to be calm and quiet, and with any luck, because my flight leaves late in the evening. Mm-hmm. It's a seven and a half hour flight, and I will get myself buckled in, and I will fall asleep, mm-hmm. and I'll yeah. wake up when we get to London. That's what I'm hoping. I bet that'll happen. I I I've traveled one time late at night like that, and. My buddy found me a little horseshoe-shaped blow-up pillow for my neck. Uh-huh. And I got, I had a little blanket, and I had that little horseshoe-shaped thing. And it, it went flat, of course, at the end of the flight. You just take the air out of it, and, and it doesn't take up that much space. And I want you to know, I slept my ass off. <laughs> Turn that light off, and, and the sound of the plane, it's kind of white noise, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'll bet you can do it. I'll bet you can. And, and then when you wake up, you'll be across the ocean, and you'll be staying in a place that has had humans 
living there for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What a thought. Well, I want to say hey to Ilsa. Yeah. I know she's been uh, busy as she can be, and I want to say hey to the weirdlings as well because they also have been as as busy as they can be. And I'm wondering about one of them in particular that I haven't heard from, and I think she's on the West Coast, and I really hope she's okay. I think she might be from California. Well, we know Miss Sonia got a new job. I know, and that's so cool. She deserves it. Yeah, she does deserve it. She's tough. Yeah, I bet she'll do a fabulous job with it. I know she will. <clears throat> so good for them and as far as it goes i i guess we should probably get ready to sign off here we don't need to we have talked about food we have we haven't really talked much about music but we ain't done any singing at all not lately not lately so so i i think we'll get over that part of it right now so <laughs> next time next time Next time. Be good. Hold hold down the fort while I'm gone. Yep. Don't get into too much mischief. And if you're in mischief, record it somehow so that we can be witness to it at some point. I will definitely do that. That sounds like a great idea. And y'all can go, yeah, you can't you you can't dress her up and you can't take her out. That's right. Look at that. Look at that. I yeah. swear. Yeah. All right, so that's we'll probably go. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. Y'all be good. Minute, 40, 38, 38. Oh, we did great. <laughs> hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. WYRD Mountain Gals.